What's up, guys? Welcome to A Vibe Call West Radio. Today we have a different kind of episode. So as some of you may know or not know, I'm releasing my debut mixtape time is on our side, February 2nd, 2024. So what I did is then asked my very good friend, talented artist, um, Zach Settle, to actually come on the podcast and act as the interviewer to allow me to be one of the guests and kind of do some of the exercises that we all love and do. And um, yeah, so Zach, thank you so much for stepping into this role, man. I'd, I would not want anyone else to do it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And it's funny that you introduced me because I'm about to introduce you now. <laughs> so I'll do your intro. But well, it's kind of your intro. So welcome to A Vibe Called West Radio. Um, I'm Zach Settle, your host for today. Uh, we're mixing things up a little bit today. Um, obviously, because we're going to have an exclusive sit-down interview with the man himself, Grand View. Um, we're digging into the details of your upcoming album, Time is on Our Side, uh, dropping February 2nd, uh, and reflecting upon a stellar 2023 in which Grand View hit 10,000 followers on TikTok. I think it's at 12 now, <laughs> yeah. which is hype. Thank you. Um, launched a Vibe Called West Media Company uh, and delivered five standout singles. Uh, in addition to this conversation, Grand View, you will also be dissecting his favorite song on Kendrick Lamar's Section 80. Um, so it's just a, it's a pleasure to have you here and also a pleasure to be here. So welcome to you and I guess to me too. <laughs> but <laughs> no, Perfect. Welcome, you killed that, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, natural. <laughs> I'm excited, man. Thank you uh, for being interested in this. And yeah, I'm just... Uh, it's very different being on this side. It's so funny. Like I, I have to like allow you to take the reins, man. But um, already killing it. So yeah, absolutely. I'm excited so to be here. Before we get started with the bracket, I wanted to talk a little bit about why you chose Section Eighty for your album. Um, it's Kendrick Lamar's debut studio album, so it was a critical success that played a crucial role in establishing him as a major force in the hip hop scene. Um, the album received widespread acclaim for its lyricism and storytelling. Uh, given your current career position, do you feel like you um, do you feel a particular connection with the album Section 80, or perhaps um, does it reflect a similar stage in your career um, with your debut album on the way? Yeah, definitely. I think it's a good observation, and probably the reason why I was so drawn to it this summer around when I was really like deciding that I wanted to complete the album I really it, it's nice to for us to like find projects that we can kind of latch on to to sharpen our minds and open up different you know doors of creativity and section 80 was one that I went back to more than anything and I think that I have such a connection to this album as well because when I was a junior you know sophomore junior in high school Oh, no, it's 2011. Yeah, so, like, around that time, I would say, so, I think I found this album junior year. It was, I'm from L.A., and, like, when Kendrick was blowing up, it was such a movement, and everyone was so proud, and I, it, it was just such a big thing to listen to this album and to really connect with ADHD, blow my high, just, like, different, mm -hmm. you know, because when you're younger, these substances that you were taking, whether it was for partying, whether it was just, like, recreational, was, like, you know... To me, that was my identity, and, mm -hmm. and not in the best way. So it's like <laughs> when he's talking about just this ADHD generation, I connect to it a lot. And then, like, yeah, yeah. I think what you're saying as well with regards to where I'm at, um, yeah, like I want to deliver on 
an amazing debut project that is conceptual like 80 uh like section 80 so yeah absolutely it makes yeah, sense 100 percent. i just wanted to touch on this i heard you love the blog era yeah Hip-hop. man uh, that's i'm obsessed with it i was like it's <laughs> a good great great to bring that up but yeah i mean this song is sick two dope boys hot new hip-hop um you know just that piff was like the fucking vault for these <laughs> incredible moments in hip-hop history and yeah. 1999 um acid rap friday night lights faces um overly dedicated the warm-up like the like that was tr- that's my favorite era of hip-hop yeah you know, the young sinatra series like that is my favorite era of hip-hop and that's what i am trying to capture with these mixtapes that i'm making a hundred percent yeah i love that i love that for you and i got a chance Thank you, by the way, to, for sending me the album. I got to <laughs> listen to it a little early, yeah. um, but I have nothing bad to say. It's absolutely incredible. Like, thank you so much for sharing that with me. And yeah, I'm biased because I'm on it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's really it's really amazing to see just like how far you've come in the time that I've known you. Um, yeah. And I think thank it's going to be really awesome for everyone else to hear and see what you've been working on this whole time. You yeah, know? no, like, I really appreciate that. Thank um, you. But yeah, so. Um, if you were, so, sorry, I have a question back to Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Here you go. Are you ready? I'm ready. I know what you're going to If you were in an elevator (laughs) with Kendrick Lamar, (laughs) what would your elevator pitch be? You did it to me. So I I know it's so funny. I, I, I I even like eggs, like got rid of that question because it's so crazy, but (laughs) you, you answered it. So I'll answer it. Um, first off, Kendrick lives in my hometown of Manhattan beach. So I'd make that connection there. Oh, tight. Um, you know, I would just say, it's like what you said. I wouldn't like pitch myself. I would just say how much um, I appreciate all that he's done for a genre that, you know, I'm a guest in and that I love. Just like truly elevating the idea of like concept albums in hip hop and being and, like, I think, you know, the thing I loved about Kendrick that didn't like what I would tell him is I feel like whenever he would drop something, the game would respond. Like, he would drop uh, Good Kid, Mad City, and then, like, you'd have people like Cole and Logic dropping Under Pressure, Forest Hills Drives. He told his origin story. People wanted to tell their origin story. Mm-hmm. He, then he dropped a pin of Butterfly, and then, like, the whole game, Joey Badass with All American Badass, Logic with everybody. Like, then all these rappers then wanted to do their think pieces on the time. Like, he truly shifted culture with each one, and I would just tell him that... Um, Thank you for creating bodies of work that are so thought-provoking, but also introduce an idea and deliver on the idea in the most co- in the most co- cohesive way I've ever seen. So that's what I would say. Absolutely, that was a brilliant. Actually, that was such a good response. <laughs> thank you. I'm like, did you get the list of questions? No, I? no, I knew that one, but you know, thank no. you. I appreciate that, and yeah, because you answered it very well as well. 100%. Well, with all this talk of Kendrick Lamar, I guess we're going to go do our first two matchups yeah. um, right now. So in the first round, basically, Carter, I'm sure you I, either me or you can explain it. You might be better at explaining this. <laughs> yes, no, you're all good. So what we did um, is what we do every single episode. So uh, Zach asked me what my favorite album is. I chose Section 80. So what Zach did is he went on Spotify. He seeded the songs based on total number of streams, one through eight, and then put it into an Elite Eight tournament bracket to see which song is the best, based on my opinion. So, with that in mind, yeah, I'm excited, man. This is so, gonna be fun. Yeah, so in the first matchup, it's gonna be ADHD versus Tammy's song. 
This was pretty easily ADHD. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I love <laughs> what he was point. trying to do with Tammy's song. And like, I feel like when any, whenever a record is like as, um, like linearly, like it's, it's a very linear song with the story and the progression of it, which I respect with Tammy's song. Mm -hmm. The instrumental is interesting. Doesn't really like hit me. Um, I don't, I don't find myself returning to this track a lot, but ADHD for it to be, it's it's really rare when like the most popular song is also like so dense mm -hmm. and so creative and so just fucking good. Like I Absolutely. don't know. There's a lot of cuts on this album that are like where a lot of a lot of the popular ones are like pretty deep. I agree. Like just more than like surface level or like made for um, like your average listener, which is cool though. And that's one of the things I love about this album. I'm glad you chose it too. Yeah, um, I mean, like I feel like this. That's what separated Kendrick is like. His music isn't just like backpack thought provoking. It's it's able to cross over into the mainstream, which is, as we all know, incredibly hard to do. Yeah, a hundred percent. So then that's ADHD right there for the winner. Um, we can say bye to Tammy's song. The second uh, the second matchup is gonna be High Power versus uh, Poe Man's Dreams. <laughs> Jeez, this one's hard. This actually, is really hard. Um, I feel bad for you right now. I know. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm going to make people really mad with this one. You uh, can't win. I'm going to go with Poe Man's Dreams. And oh, okay. Big upset. And like I know it's so funny because I usually, like when, when I'm doing these matchups in my head, obviously I'm breaking down the mystiques of each song. And look, I think this is crazy. It's crazy that I even chose that. But High Power is incredible thematically, lyrically, with production from J. Cole. Yeah, you would think I it's know, gonna win. True, yeah. You think it's gonna win, but I find myself for some reason going back to Poe Man's dream so much, and it's this one line yeah. that I that I'm that I listen to over and over again. Like when I'm trying to get better as rapping, and I want to fucking write. There's a line where he goes, uh, "The city got my back before it. I give him my torso." Like the way he says that yeah, line is like it. fucking sick. I know it's so good, and like that it. line always gets me for some reason. The city got like before I give him my torso. It's like, I love it. He has, no that. I mean, that song's amazing. It's hard. Like, I mean, like I said, you can't really win with this one. Yeah, I think people are going to be upset with that, but like, fuck it. It's, it's, okay. it's my list. It's okay. I used the high power quote as my senior quote in high school. It's fine. <laughs> which, it's one, <laughs> which one was it? It's just the one at the very beginning where they're like, no. uh, this guy is following the wind is calling stand for something. That's my senior quote. I'm like, I like look That's at my so yearbook sick. and I'm like, this is weird. Dude, you're it's like, this funny. guy was in a rap group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Story for another time. Yeah, uh, just go watch the episode. <laughs> yeah, go watch the episode, right? Yeah. Um, so let's continue here. Uh, now let's transition into the section 80 of your career. Um, Grandview's debut album, Time is on Our Side, right? That's what, yeah. that's what yeah. it's called. Um, can you tell us about where your love for music began and how you ended up here just days or I guess weeks away from dropping your first album? Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's so weird. It's like I've done these conversations in my head so many times. <laughs> now that someone's actually asking me that, um, it's weird. Growing up, I was not musically inclined at all. I was a really big athlete. I was a very competitive soccer player. Oh, and you know, uh, when I was, I was always really into music, as my friends would say. Like I was obsessed with hip hop, obviously in high school, as I was saying with the blog era. And then I was obsessed with electronic music senior year. 
of high school because I started going to raves. I went to this thing called Nocturnal Wonderland. Okay. Which is a gnarly fucking name. Let's be real. Like, that that's is. crazy. And I can't believe I went when I was 18. And, like, I just experienced uh, Porter Robinson, Carnage, all these different DJs. And um, so I fell in love with that as well. Then I went off to college. And right before college, I, I sadly had, like, a uh, very traumatic experience happened to me and like I went I went away to college really broken and I got severely addicted to Adderall like I like I, I came back from college like 115 pounds I saw yeah I saw, you a saw video. pictures of it so, but during that time period um as I was dealing with the trauma of what what had happened um I started the only I, th- I found there's this kid in my hall that would free, that would rap, and then I like would listen to him rap, and I'm like, I could fucking do that. And then it, I could only equate it like this: Steve Jobs has this quote that's like, "Passion is a lot like love. You know when you found the one." And the minute that I started writing and rapping, I was like, "This is what I have to do with my life." Mm-hmm. And then so I came back from college in a horrible state emotionally, but I but I had this, I had this thing that I this new skill that I came back with. And thank God for my, you know, my mom, my father, and my stepfather. They um, took me back in, and you know, I got really got to give a big shout out to my mom and, and my mom and dad specifically. Were like, they're so supportive to this day. Like to this day, they're the most supportive people That's in my life with my music. And they both were like, if you want to do this, why not? Let's. We need you to come home just to be healthy. <laughs> like we need we need you to be close. But there's a school. LA recording school. Why don't you go there mm-hmm. and actually learn? Because again, like I didn't play any instruments, so I went there, and then I'm getting so much tea right. Now. <laughs> yeah, you are, I'm man. And like, so much. if it is the weird, it's like not. It's an, and then it's like from there I go there and I meet Ionius, who's my DJ, yep. and my producer, and then I meet Michael, who's one of my other producers, my best friends, and like, um, I start like releasing projects, but they're not that good. Sorry, this is like the full story. And no, then this is, this is exactly what I was asking. Yeah, and then um, I went to so I was like releasing projects as Carter James. Originally, I was Carter James. I was in Grandview. Okay. And um, those projects were super rough, and they were mixtapes, but they were cool. And I was learning <laughs> what I was doing. And then I um, I dropped my I dropped this project called The Drunken Poet. Um, literally like the week the world shut down for COVID. Oh shit! So <laughs> the world shut down, and I was I couldn't promote it like really or like make uh-huh. music videos and I was in a relationship at the time and everyone was losing their jobs. So I was like, let me go get something that's steady as the world is burning. So I went and worked for my father's company actually in the recruiting industry where I met my manager, Greg. And I did that for a year and a half. No way. What? Yeah, it's crazy. Then I did that. So I did that for a year and a half and I met Greg there and out of nowhere, I remember I was like, I was shifting positions from recruiting. We were moving into consulting. Yeah. And when, when I like started working at the company, I kind of liked recruiting because we were doing something good for people. We were giving them jobs, yeah. And that aligned ethically with where I was at. But like yep. just to become this consulting company for like crypto companies and you know yeah. different like private equity firms, I was <laughs> like, I, I remember I was sitting at the table um, with all the heads of the departments, and I was just like over and over in my head, being like, I can't, like this can't be my life. This can't be my life. This can't be my life. Yeah. And then I actually went home and I wrote the song sincerely. Um, sincerely to volume three which is the first Grandview song on the project and then I played Greg my music and Greg was like you don't have to pay me anything like I'm just gonna help you and it's from there right the rest there, is history Greg. man I kind of like then 
re-stepped into it in 2021, quit my job that summer, mm-hmm. and yeah. And the rest like is a, history. And the rest is history. Went it's, all really cool how, it's really cool how everything falls into place um, yeah. when you start doing what you love and like actively moving towards a goal like that has to do with something that you love because it's like i'm sure you find that it's really fun probably a lot of the time it's amazing you have i mean of course you have your trials and tribulations where like things can get difficult but overall i mean i'm sure it's really fun like yeah (laughs) you know i think it's um i mean like it when you find something that you love, it's the only thing that you, you'll stay up till, you know, 11 o'clock at night editing a video or recording a song and you're fucking giddy when like something happens. Like you don't get that from a normal nine to five. So yeah, no, it's amazing. And like, I, it's, I love it so much. I love, I love creating stuff. That's what I love to do. Absolutely. So, I mean, that transitions perfectly into the next question. I just wanted to ask you about, uh, your creative process or your creative journey of making this album in particular. Um, I, just wanted to know um, basically what influenced you uh, to make the album or some of like who are some of your biggest, I already kind of know who some of your biggest influences <laughs> yeah. are, but on this project, uh, I mean, the music is like better than ever. And I'm just wondering what, Thank you. what made you. Yeah. Um, it's funny. So it's called time is on our side. The name, I don't know if I'm going to, this is getting ahead of it, but like I came up with the name, I remember I was listening to a lot of Call Me If You Get Lost in the summer of 2022 for mm-hmm. some reason. Like, I was, like, late with that album, like always. I'm just, I'm weird. And I love the name Call Me If You Get Lost because, like, when you hear that, you're like, I, like, he's taking me on a journey. I'm going to Geneva. Like, and the album is so luxurious and so interesting. And, like, oh, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So I was like, whatever I do next, I want, I, I want, like, a sentence. Or I want something. Like, I want people to hear it and be like, okay, like, idea received. So originally I was going to call it like Good News Is Here, which is like one of my song names. Okay. And then the shout out my roommate JT was like, nah, like you can't do that. You have to come up with something new. Mm. And to this day, I don't know where I got the name, mm-hmm. but the name comes with Time Is On Our Side. I'm, I'm getting into like, I'm answering your question with this. So Time Is On Our Side for some reason came to me and like, it, it's so funny because I hit up, so I had the name and we're releasing the singles and then in... August out of nowhere, I'm like, hey, Greg Andrew, I want I want to release this album in December. They're like, okay. I'm like, yeah, two months to write seven songs and record them. Man. And then we were laughing. We were like, no time way, is really? not on your side. <laughs> <laughs> no way. So, I, so, so I wrote and recorded this, this, you know, besides the singles, which is, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Like, you know, half, more than half the songs I wrote in like two months. That's so cool. God, I love that. Yeah. And I know you're a huge fan of groups like, Brockhampton, who did a similar thing too, where they yeah. put out three albums in the same year. Um, do you feel like it's easier to have like a burst of creativity where you make as much as possible, like as humanly possible in the shortest amount of time? Or do you like to, I mean, the album's called Time, time is on Our Side. Do, yeah. do you like to take your time? No, with it's a really, normally? it's a great question. I think um, usually I like to take my time with it. Um, but I don't know, like you get into zones and I think like the biggest, you know, Jake Cole said it best. Like you get writer's block when like you stop trusting yourself and you stop trusting yourself when you haven't seen direct results. Yeah. So like if I'm like, you know, I wrote this album in such a way where it's like I was constantly loving 
because I, you know, I agree with you. It's the best, better music that I've ever made. So I'm loving what I'm making. So then when it's time to write the next project, I'm confident. Mm -hmm. So I do Validating think Validating too. Yeah. I do think that there's a, there's, um, there's truly like momentum that you can gain with making music when you start like seeing direct results. So if you're seeing direct results a lot, I do think that allows you to make great music as we saw with Rockhampton. A hundred percent. Yeah. <clears throat> so tell me a little bit about the album cover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got it behind us right now. Yeah. But why did you choose to put, now these are your friends, right? Yeah, those are my friends. So why did you choose to put your friends on the album cover? And what, uh, is, what does it mean to you? Yeah. So it's, it's our time is on our side it's not my side so i wanted mm. one to like make it like when you look at that you're like you know and like it's it's the story it's like you know one the reason why i wanted my friends is you know again time theme album i wanted to showcase the people i love to spend my time with yeah. so that was the big thing when i wanted to bring them all together was like let me showcase the people i love to spend time with um, and then again, the reason why there's a group of us is because it's our side. And when you're listening to this, is the album is really just all these different relatable emotions that people are feeling, whether it's grieving like on Ghosts, mm -hmm. whether it's, um, you know, addiction on Deja Vu, whether it's This Too Shall Pass with depression. Like, mm -hmm. you know, each of these are human things that I was able to kind of um, project onto these people. And if you look at each person... You know, the watch face is actually the cover of the song. No way, so bro. What? Yeah, <laughs> so, so this is crazy. And I, don't I know did not notice that. You're I'm giving even, us the full breakdown. Yeah, and I'm not even trying to be that guy. What? But the whole the the track list of the it's album man. is on the cover, which I don't know has been done. So the track list is on the cover of the album, and each person is wearing the cover because it's watch it's a watch face time is on our side that's actually so fucking cool <laughs> what the fuck thank you so yeah that's just amazing like, yeah so then like it just <clears throat> it represents all the different human emotions mm -hmm. and i think it's nice to be able to listen to a song look at the cover and like really like feel like oh like that's its own idea. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of just, and it's a symbol That's super that. unique. I love it. Thank you, man. That's and really like, cool. shout out all my friends for being okay with doing that. And again, I just want to showcase who I love to spend my time with. So. 100%. And they love to spend time with you. And they actually have some questions for you. Um, questions for In a would you rather format. For my friends. So we're going <laughs> to, questions from your friends. Um, so <clears throat> first off, I know this is a big surprise. So first off, uh, Andrew Zarella said, would you rather have started Puka Nakua in your fantasy football playoffs <laughs> or get a feature from Logic on your next mixtape? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so far, that's even a question. Uh, <laughs> it's, that is, it's definitely Logic, but 100%. let's be real. The reason, it's so funny, like, the reason why, I, so I lost, I lost my fantasy football playoffs because I sat Puka Nakua oh. like, a, like a fucking idiot and like he got me there but it's funny He's because like they, there's like this part of myself that's like start Puka just because like the ego of mm -hmm. like I I want I want to fucking win that championship trophy but yeah no logic <laughs> that's funny though that's a good question um big boy Brandon Teague he <laughs> said hey Carter <laughs> If fictional words, if fictional worlds could become a reality, would you rather be a Pokemon trainer or a Star Wars Jedi? Oh, Pokemon trainer, definitely. Great question, Pokemon, Pokemon trainer. trainer? Are you kidding me? Like that world has like universal healthcare. Like they, like, yeah, no. those fucking like Pokemon centers are like, For real. you can just walk in there and they heal you. Like 
you, like it doesn't really seem like the only thing you're worried about is like fucking Team Rocket. Like I could fucking smack them with my Pokemon. Like oh yeah. A crowd to
be alone from life.